This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This very interview took place live inside the Influencer Vault. If you want to learn more about becoming a member so that you can see the video of this interview and a lot more and be a part of weekly interviews that take place and have opportunities at your fingertips to speak, write, and be interviewed, go visit theinfluencervault.com today and sign up to get your free gift and then you'll uh, be directed to the website to learn more about the Influencer Vault. This is part two of our interview with Kyle Wilson. Make sure to go back and check out part one. Thanks, everyone. I am a big uh, chaser of wisdom versus knowledge. We're in an abundance of knowledge. It's out everywhere. People ask me, what are some of the common things among these iconic people I worked with and that have been on the podcast? One of them is that they operate out of wisdom and principles. And it's so easy to get sidetracked and all the noise and you got to do this, you got to do that. So if it's a documentary about musicians or artists or any of that stuff, I'm always drawn to it. And you find these common themes. And so I would say that's uh, something I love about the long form podcast. I'm not a big fan of silly. I'm not a big fan of, you know, outrageous. I just want to draw from the wellspring. And here's the thing. I want to make sure it's worth their time. So typically it's an hour and then Phil Collin and I go two hours. Darren Hardy and I go two hours. He's telling the film guys, we're at his house. He said, can y'all push back? We're just going to keep going. And Dennis Waitley and I went two hours. And so I think if you can entice them like it did Mark to think they enjoy it. They, there's something, it's life-giving to them. And I do think there's a lot of lazy podcasters out there and they're too transactional and they're just, they, they bought the course of, I've got to do this, this, and this, and this, instead of create real substance and you're going to win long-term. Short-term, the needle's not going to move fast, but it's like everything else in business. You know, if you do it the right way, it's going to eventually uh, pay huge dividends. So you did give another, the other nugget I want to share that I caught that you delivered was about the idea of you said, I, I just create it like 20 years from now, somebody's going to be listening as if it's new. You know, I, I'm changing the words a bit, but basically you said, I create it like it's going to be around for 20 years. And so same idea, your point about laziness. If somebody just focuses on each episode and said, you know what, this is evergreen. And truthfully, in the podcasting world, if you leave that link up, even if you're not doing the podcast anymore, it probably will be out 20 years. Uh, Seth Godin has this show that I don't think he's looked at for five years, and it's still in the top 100 marketing all the time. So he's probably even getting clients to this day from a show he hasn't looked at in five years. So that's another takeaway, though, Kyle, is to put your heart and soul in it like this could be around 20 years from now. This is a legacy for me. It's a default principle I have when I created products. So all these products up here. Uh, you know, the Jim Rohn three-day event that I'd have a five 
camera crew doing, I would do every second of those edits. I wasn't actually doing the editing, but I had a guy and I had the, you know, the four cameras and the extra camera and I'm telling them where to cut away. And I would drive the editors crazy. And I'm thinking, yeah, this might take me 30 minutes to fix this 30 second, you know, hiccup uh, of where our camera guy kept focusing on the same person laughing for our cutaway when Jim's wiping his nose. But that's where I would use the 20 year lens. And now it's kind of the same thing. I'm not thinking 20 years for the podcast per se, but I have that default mindset of, and here's the other thing. Uh, I feel strong about this. I, it's my job to make them look good. And so when you send out your podcast to these third parties and you're out of the loop and you're too busy, that's all okay. I'm that's fine. But I have a responsibility to, to myself, but also to the person I'm interviewing. So sometimes I'm cleaning up something for them. And I'll be, I'll, I've done this. If they say something that I think doesn't represent them in the way it should, like they got just a little too honest with me on something, I'll edit it out. You know, I, I got to be thinking I'm there to protect them. So I love the honesty. I, 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 Again, back to Darren, Brian, John Asraf. I, I knew some of John's, you know, losing 10 million. He had told me that story before. And so I said before the podcast, are you okay if I ask you those questions? He said, ask me anything. The, every single person said, ask me anything. But then they might go off on something, right? Political or whatever else. And I might, you know, uh, let's take that out. Because that's just gonna that's just going to take away and hurt them. And so... Those are the things, the unnecessary extra mile things you do that build trust with these amazing people. People say, Kyle, how do you connect with all these amazing people? Well, it, it's a value proposition. It's being valuable. It's doing the right things. And, and that's all part of it. Love it. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the other things I noticed, Kyle, and then I want to ask you about what you, you gave me a segue for my next question, but, uh, one of the things that's interesting is how as well, and you've seen this probably more than anybody booking all these speakers, that we all at some point love to think we're, we're creating everything fresh and new that nobody's heard before. And, you know, it's funny. I used to do this uh, strategy that I discovered on my own, but I didn't know other people were teaching it. And it was just simply uh, this one day I figured out I was in a funk. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to, the only thing I, I noticed is not in my, in um, the proper direction, you know, the whole idea of what, uh, the books you read and the people that you meet are going to have a big effect in your life. And the books I was reading was right. The events I was going to was right. Everything was right, except for the associations I had. And I didn't realize that. So I said, well, I need to look at who I'm spending time with. And I did this sheet of paper and I wrote all these names down, say 20 names. And then I said, I'm going to put some on the positive side that are getting positive, some on the negative side that are getting negative. And I'm going to just subtract and say, am I having more positive or negative influence in my life? And I did this exercise and I started teaching it. And I thought it was so groundbreaking. And then a good friend of mine who's a Jack Canfield trained the trainer said, oh yeah, the thing from Jack's book, The Success Principles. And then I thought, okay, so Jack created it. And then just recently I was reading um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And then of course he's like, he didn't think we're rich, but he's talking heavily about associations and decide who you're spending your time with and ask yourself and do an inventory. So I thought it was creating something new. The reason I brought that up is you mentioned your wheel and I know of your wheel that I don't know a lot about it and you mentioned knocking down the dominoes and I don't know if you remember but uh, you had me do a presentation to the inner circle and I talked mm -hmm. about leverage and how like almost you have to know what's the big one if you push it down it'll hit the rest 
And I've kept evolving that into now talk, talking about dominoes solely. And then right. you mentioned dominoes within the wheel. And so my question is, um, as a person that's out there trying to influence and trying to get your word out, and you've seen a lot of these speakers, is it okay that we're sharing something somebody else is sharing as long as we have our own personal take on it? That's exactly it. So I, you know, I, I was on Hal Elrod's podcast and Hal was asking me the, the biggest lessons I'd ever learned from Jim Rohn. So I shared three lessons and he goes, oh no. He said, the three lessons you just shared are the three biggest lessons in my book that I said are my own. And I thought they were my own, but Jim Rohn's my biggest influence. And I subconsciously, and I said, well, here's the thing. And th this is my take on it. Jim did not invent all his either. He was heavily influenced by Earl Nightingale and Think and Grow Rich and Durant, who wrote the, you know, Lessons from History and The Richest Man in Babylon, all those books. Here's my take on this. It's a great question, Corey. I think we hear a quote. It's a cliche. It's interesting. But then when we truly experience it, when someone walks through that door and experiences experiences on the other side, it has a different energy. It has a different take. People tell me now that they're influenced by some of the things I say that Jim Rohn taught, but it's coming from my relationship with them, my energy. I'm a big fan of give credit where credit's due, but it does become your own when it's filtered out on the other side of it with its own nuances but I, I love to give credit where, where credit's due if I know it. But once it's your own as well, just telling your experience has a new energy that your tribe is going to get from it that they might not have gotten it from a distant uh, knowledge. Because, you know, Jim Rohn, that was a big part of his. The five people you spend time with will be the biggest influence. And then Charlie Tremendous Jones actually said it before Jim. And so... And I, there's a lot of quotes of Ziggs. I thought, oh, that was a Jim Rohn quote. Well, maybe not. Maybe it was a Zig quote and Jim was influenced. And so at the end of the day, I I used to get offended a little bit when people would just put their, you know, Joe Schmo on a Jim Rohn quote. But that those are also indicators too. You get to find out people's philosophy and personal development. I'm actually always impressed when I hear people quoting other people. It tells me they're a student tells me they have respect uh, for, you know, the, the influences in their life. So that would be something I'd recommend if someone's new in this and they see they're wanting to create Instagram memes and put their name to someone else's quote, don't do it. I mean, give credit where credit's due. It's going to, it's going to make you look better. And if you have your own take on it, you could still put a quote that someone else's and then give your take on it and your experience and say, wow, Jim Rohn's quote really changed my life. And then tell your story. And then when you're sharing your story, your version starts to come out. I love it. And I have one last question, but I'll say you're another of your friends, Tom Ziegler. Uh, I went to Florida and he was doing an event and I asked him some questions about Zig. I mean, I wanted to know about how he came up with these amazing quotes. And he was sharing stories about how Zig, Tom would come up with a quote. And he said, I finally got a quote that, that was as good as the old man's. And he said, I go to Zig. And then Zig would add two words. And he said, he made it better. You know, and he was talking about how his, his father just was a wordsmith. But um, one of the things he shared a story, and this is an example where you could look at it as a Zig Ziglar story. But it also became a Tom Ziglar story. And I remember Tom as much in the story as Zig is. And you probably know the story, but he was 
he had a small book. I forget which Ziegler book it was, but a small book. Uh, and I think it was a quotes book, maybe, but it was a small book. And he would go to Southwest Airlines and hand it out to the different staff members every time he went there. And he just said, you know, he just wanted to make their day. And he didn't, it was an invisible impact. He didn't care what the result is. And then this one time on a flight, they decided to announce, is that the book? Yeah, I created yes. this book. This is one of the ones I created. Yeah. I thought you may have. Well, and uh, he said that he gave it the book a bunch of times. And then this one time in a flight, they announced, they said, you know, we want to acknowledge Tom Ziegler and his father, Zig Ziegler, for the impact he's had on so many people. And the whole plane stood up before they started flying, like a standing ovation on a plane. And so Tom shared this story. And you could think it's a Zig Ziegler story. But I also see it as a Tom Ziegler story, but Tom taking the effort to go and give out the books and say, I just want to, and he'd say, I just want to acknowledge you for doing hard work and doing a, a hard job. And so again, there's an example where if he's sharing a story, you could take it as a Zig story, but it's also a Tom story. It becomes yeah. a Tom story. Yeah, no, it, it's Tom has become very prolific as a thought leader because he invests the time every day to study. He is a teacher at his, at his root. And uh, yeah, so, so it's semantics. Oftentimes I, you know, Tom has, uh, I've had Tom on multiple times and I'm taking pages and pages of notes. Some of it's a zig quote, but a lot of it's Tom's as well. And I too will say almost every aha I've ever had, Corey, I'm talking the last 10, 20 years, I think, wow, I got it. You know, I'm out in nature or what something happens. And then I remember the time Jim said it, something similar. And that's what I'm talking about being on the other side of it. He had said it. It didn't have a lot of life to it. I thought it was great, clever. I could post on social media. But then when I have my own experience where I think it's mine, and then I'm like, wow, Jim went through that too. Jim shared it. How did Jim even know that? I didn't even know that existed in his life, but I just went through and it just, uh, but it becomes real and it becomes life-giving. And then we get to go out and tell our version. And we probably, in that situation I'm talking about, I discovered it not through Jim. I discovered it through my own experiences. And then we had it in common. Amazing. So I said, I have one last question. Uh, I want to ask you about the, something you mentioned in passing a couple of times. And this is a question I get asked all the time, so I wasn't surprised when people ask me. Whenever I shared your website and stuff, people noticed all the different um, endorsements and people that you spent your time with. So the question was, how do you build those relationships? And I know you gave us some hints already on that, like have so much integrity, always uh, when you care about their results. So when you're doing an interview with Darren Hardy, make sure the quality that's going out is something he'd be proud of. But are there any other tips you can give us for how to start those relationships for somebody that wants to maybe, whether it's collaborate with big name influencers or just get on their radar or help them or serve them or whatever that looks like? I can only speak for myself. Mine were built, like the majority of those were built through creating platforms that would bring value to influencers. Uh, influencers the biggest thing they like is if you have other influencers, you can expose them to. So that is one reason to start a podcast. That is one reason to do events. That is one reason to create an audience that you can offer other people's stuff. A lot of people say, well, I have no interest on building social media. I'm like, well, then you don't have interest on having more influence because, um, you know, you get all the requests too, I'm sure from people wanting to be in your, your, 
uh, shows and things. And the smart ones will say, listen, I have a huge Twitter following. I have a huge social media list. I've got a 20,000 email list. I'm going to promote it to my world. That matters. And so I would, like John Lee Dumas would have me on a show or Hal Elrod. And I'm like, I'm going to promote the heck out of this to my audience. A, it makes me look good. B, there's value in the podcast. But C, I'm now bringing reciprocal value back to them. And so the more you can create platforms to bring value, but that doesn't, that's not the scenario for everyone. But there are some people that will endear themselves to you over time by giving a lot of love. And it's not by texting you all the time or asking for stuff. It's by just giving you love on social media. I, I know one, someone in my world very specifically that will go out, give me love, promote everything I promote, talk about, you know, different things I'm offering. Well, that's, that's endearing. And then sometimes they'll have an ask and I'm much more likely to say yes. I'm much more likely to, to build a relationship with them. So again, it, two things, it begins with bring value. And you can't bring value to everyone. Some some people will say, hey, Kyle, do you want to meet Tim Ferriss or whoever it is? And I would love to meet Tim Ferriss, but no, I, I'm not ready because I don't have the thing I think that can bring value to him. And I don't just need to meet another person. And he doesn't need to meet another person. I really do want to bring something to the dance that could be valuable, that could give us something beyond just meeting one time. And so I'm pretty intentional when it comes to, uh, and here's one last thing on that, Corey, and this is big for me. This is like, a, and I talk about tactics versus principles and I'm principle driven. So here's a principle for me. And I live by this 95% of the time. I chase no one. I, I'm always fishing. I'm never hunting. So fishing means you put the right stuff out and you attract those that are interested. So someone comes to me, they say, I got this big athlete. You should meet him. I'm not referring to a conversation we had, Corey. I'm talking just in, in general. I'm always like, see if they're interested in meeting me or if they're a Jim Rohn fan. If they're interested, sure. But if they're not interested, I'm not interested, right? I'm look, you know, the thing about Phil Collin and Def Leppard was he knew who Jim Rohn was. He had heard good things about me. He actually approached me. I didn't go knock down his door. Now, once he approached me, I have to show up. I have to figure out how to bring value. I went to his house and filmed for three days, blew him away. I was a giver and, you know, just let that relationship build organically. And all of the ones I'd say pretty much on my website have grown organically. They've grown at a pace. Sometimes you're close. Sometimes you don't talk for five years and then you come right back. And as long as you show up with that mindset of bringing value and doing the right thing, and uh, it can't always be reciprocal, but over time, it tends to become that. I love that. And if you're okay with it, Kyle, we do have, uh, I saw a couple of questions came in sure. that I can close your way. And uh, we'll just tackle these as, you know, at le whatever length you want to. I will say your favorite question must be my favorite question too. And I know you and I have chatted about this on both sides before. Mm -hmm. But can you connect me with so-and-so? You know, I get the question, for example, uh, I, like Lisa Nichols is not an easy get for podcasts, for instance. Right. You would not believe, but you probably would, how many people say, can you get me in touch with Lisa, please? You know, and and or less. I mean, less is cell numbers in here. But I, I, I've texted, texted them, I think, twice in a year. And, and they were specific reasons around something we were doing together. And I would still like the person that I'm connected with through less, I'll still go through them first because it's right. respecting, I think, as well. And But to your point, um, 
you know, you have to respect that person. And if I were just to go say, oh, you want to talk to Lisa? Here you go. Then I would lose the rights, if that makes sense. But I know the reason I bring that up is because I know one of the things that you say is if it's not something you can make happen, and I love this, you say it's a hard no. That one's a hard no for me. Well, a couple of things. If they're part of my inner circle calls, uh, there's always a chance to ask questions, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had someone very specifically have something related to, uh, uh, you know, parents who have housing for their autistic kids. And they're like, can you introduce me to some influencers? I'm like, dude, I had Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, uh, Mark Victor Hansen, Les Brown, Mitzi Perdue, Bob Berg. I have been lining them up and you're not showing up on the calls. Now, if you show up on the call and you ask a question and you bring up your passion and that connects with them, that's how it happens. But you got to show up. And Mitzi Perdue's been on our calls twice and she has the organization winthisfight.org against human trafficking. When she was sharing last time, all the things they're doing, at least six of my inner circle members were the ones helping her do it. One's on her board now. Was that because I introduced them? No, it's because I I opened the door for her to come on, but they had to show up. They had to ask the questions. So that's, and, and, and listen, if they're not part of my world, I'm certainly not going to do it, right? If I have a Facebook friend that says, hey, I have a sister that really needs to do this. Can you connect it with Les Brown? No, you know, Les has his own people that pay him to coach. And he, I'm sure he tells them no. So I can't go to him for someone I barely know on Facebook for their sister. So you just have to get over that. That's their problem, not mine. You know, sometimes we want to help so much. And I finally had to turn the table, Corey, and say, their lack of understanding of how this world works with these folks. I had a lot of experience because I answered all of Jim Rohn's requests. I, Jim never even heard 90% of them, 99% of them. So I got good a long time ago realizing it's a disconnect. You know, people saying, hey, can Jim come speak for our junior high's graduation in Boulder, Colorado? No, you know, that's not, there has to be a, a relationship for Jim to even take that on. But people ask it and they were great people asking it. So you just have to get clear on how to say no. And some do it very politely. I'm not always the best at that. Sometimes I don't spend three paragraphs explaining. I used to, and I've learned to say either ignore it or just go, no, it's not something I would ask less directly. So I'm not going to ask on behalf of your cousin. But if you you can you can reach out to him directly through his social media sites and jump on. And I will say one of the best ways to connect with Les is buy something he's offering, get in the game, start showing up, have some skin in the game before you call in a favor. So if someone hires Les to coach them, you know, be part of a program, they show up, they're asking questions. That's how you actually make that happen. And then you find out how serious they really are about the request. Uh, to be respectful of your time, I just want to ask you how we can learn more. I mean, people are listening here and they see how much gold you have. I mean, you've coached the Darren Hardys of the world. You've coached the Robin Sharmas of the world. The person that asked that question, by the way, said thank you. That was so helpful. But Good. you coached uh, some of the top people in the world. You have an inner circle. You have a uh, book series that you work on regularly. Can you tell people simply how they can learn more about the work that you're doing? 
Sure. And what I'd really love to do, Corey, is give them a copy of the digital version of this book called Success Habits of Super Achievers. This was based on my podcast interviews. It took me a year to do it. And I'll just name some of the people, Darren Hardy, Brian Tracy, Les Brown, John Assaraf, Dennis Waitley, Lisa Hayshire. Her husband's the creator of Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men. She's part of the inner circle. Mark Victor Hansen, Todd Stoudemire, who played in Toronto, won two World Series there. I gave him my Toronto Championship coffee mug that I got. Check this out. In 1993, seeing David Shilton, the wealthy barber, another Canadian, right? Tom Ziegler, the list goes on and on. It's got 80 amazing entrepreneurial stories. I'll give your audience the ebook for free. All they have to do is send me an email to Kyle at kylewilson.com and just put Corey interview and send the book and give me, give some love for Corey. Tell me how you know him, the relationship you guys have. If you're a Jim Rohn fan, Share whatever you want to with me. That that always helps me connect the dots. And also have some other books I'll I'll send you and also uh, some interviews with Darren and Brian and Phil Collin. And uh, so, yeah, Kyle at KyleWilson.com and happy to send the digital version of the books. And to put you on the spot, Kyle, I say not to put you, I'll say to put you on the spot. Uh, we have people on live right now. We have people that will watch the replay. Uh, but then it's also an evergreen in the long term, is this an, is this ongoing or is like, are you open to this? If somebody sees this in a month and sends you the email, I just want to know so that when people are listening to it, they know if there's a timeline or anything. Yes. Uh, it's the digital version. I love giving away books. I, you know, did a, a email to my 52 lessons list yesterday talking about Ogmandino and his influence. I said, listen, I'll, whoever wants it, I'll give them the 10 scrolls by Og and you know, just putting that together, I put it on a page that has all these books and interviews. I'm like, too much? I'm like, no, because the feedback I get from some people is, it, it is too much for some people, but other people go digest it all and they're hungry and they're a sponge and they want everything you can give them. And I've always said, and this is a coaching nugget as well. I believe if you're offering products and services, you know, you got to have a place to say, yeah, if you want to be coached or if you want to, whatever it may be, right? But then have free resources too. So have it to where when people say they want to pick your brain or whatever, to say, listen, I've got, I've done podcasts, I've got books, offer the free resources for those that, that aren't ready for your programs. And it's just a great way to know that, you know, you can help everyone. Love it. Kyle, this has been an absolute masterclass. As always, I thank you. I appreciate you. I know just based on the comments, people realize how much gold is here. So thank you for bringing us so much gold. I salute you. I thank you. I honor you. And uh, we have another interview in a second, so I'll meet you on the other side. Well, well, hold on. I, I want to give Corey a huge shout out. So Corey has spoken uh, with my group. So much value. Again, tip of the iceberg of what he knows and what you've done has been brilliant. And so thank you. It's my pleasure uh, to be with you today in your group. And I'm just impressed so much with what you're doing, Corey. Uh, thank you. You just made my day, maybe my week. So thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you. And, uh, and we will chat in the near future and I'll call it a to be continued. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. I'll circle back soon. And you guys are awesome. Thanks for joining us as well. Again, this interview was from theinfluencervault.com. 
Come and join us as a member inside the Influencer Vault to see how we can help you up-level your game, become an expert sooner, and become an influencer today rather than tomorrow. Again, theinfluencervault.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.